Hello everyone, welcome to Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. Hello. It's going to be joined as always by my good friend and co-host Paul Brown. Hello again. Hello. And we're back again. It, it, I see we're back again because you have heard content from us over the last you know, week or a bit. Uh, but those were shows that were recorded, it feels like a fair time those, ago. Those were the pre-recorded mastery that is the Scott and Paul's podcast. Yeah. It was our, we did a Fraser episode I think we and we did. did and we did an episode about the European title, see? Oh, we that you long, Was that long ago? I've forgotten what episode I, we did. I indulged in a little ham radio during the week in regards mm. to Fraser. Look out! He's got a nog! A, a garden is what he's got! I still say that. <laughs> it's, it's Dr. Al. So, can you come? <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of great like lines from that episode which makes it an all-time great but i think in the late, latter part of the episode the two best moments are that bit with the nug because <laughs> not just because of what she says everything after the emphasize she only has one line and she has to get it right it's it's the expression on failure because our stuff has already went wrong by that point but mm. it's really like either like just another thing is just piled on and he just has that be like he cannot possibly <laughs> he cannot process just how wrong she's got in this one line there we are. Hans was a mass murderer, to the surprise of everyone. <laughs> like, and that, that, that bit with the nug and the bit with the, when Niles is going through and just killing everybody, like, go to McAllister, so they're standing together, I'm running out of blood. Thank you. <laughs> what was your name? Mrs. Clonder. Thank you. Wing. And he dingles a little thing. Wing, <laughs> Wing dingles his little thing. <laughs> God's sake, Scott, that's childish. Oh, yeah, yeah, to me, that's the, the it's, all, it's all that weed you smoke. <laughs> <laughs> well, fine, if I'm such an issue, I'll take my can of cider no, 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 I'll, I'll need that. I'm, I'll be all dry after the weed, you know. Yeah. Like, typically, you. Yeah. But it's a case of. But we recorded those episodes in advance, partly because we were also doing that and. Try to get some uh, Rogue Retro Smackdown reviews which you can also hear over on the Rogue Pines podcast yes, feed that yes, me and Paul do. So we're trying to get all of them because I had some busy stuff happening where yeah, did indeed. I had to go over to my brother's house for eight days out in Lennox Town and, you know, watch his two little doggies. And was that fun? It was fun. I know you and you're you're a doggy person, so you I probably enjoyed looking at dog doggies person. and taking T V privileges and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much. Uh, I'll I'll talk more about that day, but I had that. And then I I came back on a Thursday <clears> from my from my from his house to my house, and then it was only the following Monday that I'd be going uh, on holiday and everything. So also we didn't have time. I hoped that we could record something, but we didn't. We I did end up coming up on the Friday that week just so you, me, and Brian could you know chill and yeah, we got episode. we got good and wasted. Yeah, I mean, we guys, do like, we do that a lot. I mean, you guys were really got wasted before I got the back of a rabbit cider and a little bit of hooch. Yes, I like Hooch, Hooch was good. Hooch is good. I mm. like Hooch. Do you have Hooch? I do not have Hooch. No. Oh no, no Hooch. I, w- I wish I had Hooch, but I do not have Why Hooch. Why do you have no Hooch? Because reasons. Reasons for the r- lack of Hooch. Ah. I'm sure there are good reasons. Yeah. I, next time I come up, I will maybe bring Hooch. Because Hooch is good. Bring a yellow one and a pink one. Yeah, in the shop near me, I haven't seen a lot of the pink one, which is the like, raspberry and lemon, but I've seen one which I'm sure I brought up to you one time I tried because I thought it was interesting. The shop near me only stocks regular hooch and that hula hooch, which is like the mango passion yeah. kind of thing. 
Um, I can usually be a hit or a miss with passion for and everything, but I like that hula hooch. It's very good. Hula hooch. Hula hooch. Yeah. <laughs> hula hooch. So yeah, so I've been, I've been running around <laughs> doing all sorts of things, and, and amongst watching my brother's dogs, it was my birthday, everything. So huzzah! Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Belatedly. Yes, you've done enough for me a gift, you swine. I can't afford soup. I can't afford your present. I don't want. A, I don't want soup. But I can't afford soup or a present. <laughs> so you said I can't afford soup. Like I didn't ask you to give me soup. I'll get you a box of copper soup for your birthday. I'd rather not. Minestrone. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Everyone likes minestrone. No, they should. It's good soup. <laughs> that completely put you off. You don't know where you're going now after the soup. A little bit, yeah. You have your main course after the soup. <laughs> Usually. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've talked about how picky I am. Well, I'm technically still kind of picky in a lot of ways about what I eat. I have things that I have to say, I don't like these, so I will not eat them. <laughs> I don't like these. I, I'll let you say I've got a more well-rounded you know, palette, palette of things that I will eat than I did when I was much yeah. younger. Because, like, I told you about that when I went to a try. I didn't eat all of it, but I tried that you know, chicken liver patty. That is good. But five or so years ago, I probably would never have tried that. But I, it wasn't that bad when I tried it. I, I like. I particularly enjoy Brussels patty. That's very nice. It's very nice on cheesy crackers. Well, so I didn't have crackers, but I had garlic bread with me, and I remember taking a bit of patty and a bit of garlic bread. You know, Brian made a lovely garlic bread the other night. Yeah. So I did. It was not very garlicky in his opinion. Though. Was it was it like homemade garlic? No, no, it, it was bought garlic bread, but it wasn't was not as um not as garlicky as he would have liked it to be. I don't know if any of else has, has done this, but my mom does a thing with garlic bread. She then makes her own, where she buys either it's usually like a panini or like a very crusty kind of bread roll. Yeah, uh-huh. cuts it in half, takes like the side both halves of it, uh, rubs spreads garlic butter on it, Ooh. sprinkles some cheese, puts it under the grill, and makes kind of this homemade garlic cheesy garlic bread. That sounds awesome. I know. I remember the first time I tried cheesy garlic bread and I could never go back to just regular garlic bread. No. You can't you go back. You can. You can. It's, it's like a cheese naan. Mm-hmm. You know, once you discover things are intimately and awesomely better with cheese. A lot of things are better with cheese. Yeah. Strangely, so, I would use the term intimately. It's like <laughs> having an intimate cheese toasty. What, what, what you do in your own time... In your own, with your own ingredients is your own business, but don't tell me about it. This is an odd conversation. I know, well, you, you're the one who used the word intimately, right? You're giving us a deeper insight into your relationship with cheese toasties. I know, it's strange. But, How terrible. But that is a case for more often. I mean, there are always exceptions, but most things are obviously better with cheese. I, I sometimes have a roll square slice with a slice of cheese on it. Oh, that sounds good. It is very good. Especially if, if it's like a freshly made, like, well, obviously freshly made, but like if you just put the sausage on and you've got the cheese ready, because the sausage is still hot and the cheese kind of, as you put it on a hot yeah. thing, if it's a slice of cheese, it just starts melting. I'm making myself hungry. I've I like, I like yet. a cheese omelette. I'm, like. I'm not a big omelette guy because I've never really been a much of an eggs kind of guy. If I if I did like omelette like I do, you like eggs. I do I mean, a phenomenal I mean, omelette. I, mean, I like French toast. Because okay. uh, really, like occasionally even someone's birthday or or for us become our Christmas kind of dinner. You know, no, uh, no Christmas, like Christmas like breakfast slash lunch thing. Yeah, yeah. In my fa- in my family, 
where it used to be we'd have a, just a fry up, but now it's become a thing where Christmas morning going into noon because that's because we get up late. We're like, I'm not getting up early. It's Christmas. Like we'll get up when we get up. But uh, my mum makes everybody bacon and French toast. Ooh. And I usually put French toast over. No, uh, I usually put maple syrup on the French toast. Damn it! Stop with the food. You're making me hungry. Well, I'm hungry as well, but I'm sorry, good. Weirdly enough, and then... Oh, I'll just drink cider. Because then it kind of spills into the plate and it gets on a bit on the bacon. You wouldn't think the taste, the taste, the saltiness of the bacon with the maple syrup would work. It does. But it does. It does. The Canadians probably know this, if you're Canadian. You probably already know that. Americans know that, too. They like their bacon with sweet things, with yeah. syrup and such. But I say that because syrup is a, is a Canadian thing, yeah. and also you can get Canadian bacon and all that. Well, that is a very American and, I suppose, Canadian staple too, you know, pancakes and bacon with syrup. Yeah. I've, had, I've not had pancakes uh, in a long time. As, as a lot of the YouTubers say, you haven't had pancakes in a minute. <laughs> Pretty much. As they say. For a very long minute. As, as, as the kids say, you know. What kids, Paul? You don't talk to any kids. The YouTube kids, you know. <laughs> Like I, I'm those, those young people that still think the world is positive. Like, I mean, I'd rather rather think that than face the harsh realities of life. I don't. That's why I drink. Oh yeah. I I haven't faced a reality in years. <laughs> like I'm used to like thin pancakes, but like I remember there's this place in called NY Tribeca. I think it's called. It's really something like that. It's an American style wee cafe in Paltic. They oh. do is really. Fluffy style pancake. I've only been there once, but they were, they were that thick and like fluffy. I almost couldn't get through them. I only had three of them. They weren't even that big, but like, cause I wasn't used to them being that like dense, you know. I must go there. Yeah, we should. What I used to do when I first discovered I liked pancakes, I, it took me a, longer than it should to try pancakes. I can't remember how old I was, but I probably should have tried pancakes by that point. Oh, you should have. But they were thin, right? And what I used to do, I used to, I used to. Before I even tried syrup on them, I used to get my pancakes with jam on them for some reason. Isn't, isn't that then not a pancake, but crepe? No, well, crepe is another is a term used for thin pancakes. So. But that's it, it's, a, could, it's a similar idea, though. It could have been a crepe one. But anyway, my, my point is, what I used to do is spread <laughs> whatever it was going to be, usually jam, to start with, and then I tried, other, I tried other things on. But I used to, like, then kind of... Like, put a big flat thin pancake, spread all the jam around it, fold it over, then start cutting down the side of it until you had three or four, like, long bits. Mm. Then roll them up and just <laughs> eat them in, like, one. Yeah. Chocolate spread and banana. That's I'll mostly then chocolate spread, maybe not the banana part. No, no, chocolate spread and fresh banana. Very nice. We have a lot I want to talk about. This is not... My plan here, but I like when we go on these weird food tirades. Yeah. It's not even the thing I was getting to, I was talking about soup. Do you know what else is a nice thing? Mm. Well, I'd like to try, and I don't think I've tried a savoury pancake. Because I know those are things you get savoury pancakes. You had a chocolate chip pancake? Yeah. Oh, yeah. those are good. I had one of those. I had a, I had a fruit infused pancake once that had little, little, um, I think it was blueberries or blackberries or something. It was nice blueberry pancake. That's what it was. I don't know where I got them from or what they even call. I just remember these. I used to have them then. I can't remember where that where I used to get them from. But and I might have a lot of things in shots, but uh, sometimes. But it was easy store bought pancake. Mum used to buy right. But they had these pancakes and me individual like plastic wrappers. They had jam already inside them. Oh. So you bit into them and all this jam was oozing out of it like. I really shouldn't have started on this, basically when I haven't had dinner yet. 
And especially when I'm all high and can really go and jam your pancake, man, that'd be cool. <laughs> but there's a I noticed it doesn't quite count in the whole stakes of savoury pancakes, but it had the name a Findus Crispy Pancake. Well yeah, technically. It's got a pancake in there, what, you technically what, will it will the mince in it and the wine will the ham and cheese in it and then we were always that way with it, you cooked them. But you bit into them at your own peril. Mm. You know what I mean? Because they were one of those things, you know those things you get, like a McDonald's apple pie? Uh -huh. You bite into it, and you feel like you've just bitten into the side of the sun. You know, it burns your fucking face right off. The good thing I find is when I get like a a roll or a panini where I, I like to I like to buy these wee slices of pepperoni in the shop. Nice. Like, and like put, usually I'll put a slice of bit of cheese on, then the pepperoni on, and if I have some, some Dairy Lee, the sandwich between the two, Sandwich the pepperoni between two different types of cheese. Ah, but there's see, a lot. See, there you go, eh? you've ruined it for me already. Well, it's not always there. There's another, if I have another type of cheese, I'll put it on. But that's not the point I was getting to. The point is, sometimes the pepperoni doesn't properly slice. So I put it on, and sometimes I bite into one, and as I'm pulling, the wee half that pepperoni comes out with it, and the hot pepperoni touches the side of your. Oh. And oh, it's, but, it's, it's, weird, it's weirdly, even if it's only been the Mikey for. 20 seconds, maybe even in yeah, that. Still burn your face off. It feels really like the hottest thing on earth, and then you can you just open the sandwich up, you can feel the steam coming rising out of it like a fucking volcano. But no, if you're having pepperoni or any kind of meat of that elk, oh, I, I per, personal opinion, well, just I'm not judging or nothing. Personal opinion, I would not pair it with Daryl Lee because that is such a mild tasting cheese, you see. And with that, with a pepperoni, look, say you were using pepperoni or a chorizo or some kind of sauce, like yeah. a spiced sausage, right? You need a strong cheese. You need like a good cheddar or a or a gouda even. See, sometimes, nice. sometimes it's if I have a daily. Some other times, I have these. My dad buys these like store bought slices of gouda or edam cheese. Mm. So basically, it's a case of the whole point is it doesn't matter what the other cheese. It's usually like sliced cheddar, pepperoni, and whatever other type of cheese I have available. Primula. <laughs> Squeezy cheese, but no, you need a good strong cheddar or something. You know what I sometimes also do? Uh, I mean, it's, I mean, it makes the plate incredibly hot. But I sometimes like to do this, or I slice just regular cheese, put it on the sandwich. Take four or five slices of pepperoni, put them in the microwave, not for too long because they sizzle up very quickly. But it causes them to shrink down, but also be a little bit hard, and so they come a bit crispy. You then I put them on the sandwich. Because and then all the juice from the paper will run the plate, pour, drip the juice across the oh. thing, put the two sides of it, and then I just press it down slightly so that the paper will start to crunch on you. I must say, Scott, it's a shame you were away on holiday for this. I've missed these random conversations about nothing. Oh, uh, it's grand. <laughs> I like to just mention these random things I like to do with sandwiches because, you know, I like, every so often I like to try something different, passes the time, makes lunch more exciting. Do you know what I used to like to do? You're talking about sandwiches, right? Yeah. Obviously. What I used to like to do with my sandwich, I used to like, um, and I'm still particular to uh, square slice and black pudding, mm. right? Now my dad, he showed me when I was younger the best way to do a black pudding, you know, because he, he was good at cooking a black pudding at the point where it was just cooked, but it was still kind of soft. Mm -hmm. So what his trick was, is he would get your slice of bread out, bottle of bread, put the black pudding on it, and then he would spread the black pudding. Wow. Across the, like he'd spread it out across the slice, 
and then you'd put your square slice on that. And with my personal preference, a wee touch of brown sauce, mm. you know. But then I put, then I would put the lid on the thing, right? But then every time I done this when I was younger, I pressed the fucking sandwich until the bread was like flat, like completely compressed the bread. You know what I mean? Till it was flat and basically like stuck to the meat. And then I would eat the sandwich, and it was good like that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But well, you talk about weird wee habits you have when you're younger, you know what I mean? Yeah. But the whole point of talking about food and we're sticking to in the bloody show, but the yeah, whole where, point where did we get where did we start out on? You you said I talked about you not getting me a present, you just said something about soup, soup. wasn't it? But the whole, my whole point is I will try to use an example of how picky <laughs> I used to be as a child and how little I would eat. So oh, that's anything, where we were. Which is probably yeah. why I was so skinny as a child. Because there were certain things I just wouldn't eat. I was so skinny as a child because I had the most fantabulous metabolism. Well, there was that as well. I was I was one of those kids that could eat three fucking helpings of a meal and pudding and still be a stick. So, oh, yeah. then, then I discovered alcohol and that fucked that right up. I'm pretty much the same as you, to be honest yeah. with you. And right I, up, you know. May I visit you I'd eat on a right, drink on a regular basis. I visit you should eat. Well, you put it in the freezer, you could eat it technically. <laughs> you could, you could, quench cup. <laughs> oh. yeah. but my oh, point was oh, a fizzy cola bottle oh. <laughs> we'll come back to that <laughs> my point was for a couple of years I don't know how long this went on but for a couple of years <sighs> and it's still brought up today by my mum but you know what I used to eat for my Christmas dinner what? And I used to eat this on called Christmas Day, the Christmas feast because I watched Muppets and so I assumed that everyone called it a Christmas feast no matter what year was you were having. I thought you were going to say you just ate a feast. No matter the ice always. No, no, no. 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 Oh, just have less for Christmas. But I think is what I used to have is a bowl of tomato soup and a wee fairy cake. Oh, no fairy cake. It was a snow cake we called it because my mum used to, me and my mum for years at Christmas time used to make these wee, these are like fairy cakes, but we'd put white icing over them and we'd call them snow cakes because... Because it was snow cakes because it was snow. And also, we, occasionally we'd add to it, like a wee bit of coconut oil, so that technically looked like snow. And also, before as we we got the dough in, before we put it in the oven, we'd also try and put jam in them, so there'd be jam inside the cake. Mm. It was one of my favorite, one of my favorite things to do with or at Christmas time with my mother. We don't get to to do it nowadays. You should try to do. Do you know what? I keep meaning to do that in regards to my mother too. What's that? But see, one Christmas. You should just set aside one one of the Christmas days. You go fuck it, ma. Let's make cakes again. That'll be pure mad fun. So well. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that we did we that we stopped doing. I think it's because we're both busy. Like I'm, I'm working now. My mum works a lot during the Christmas time because she, she works in retail and everything. Retail, she works. Yeah, she's like, well, she was a ma- assistant manager, but then she moved back into like back to a salesperson role. But now she's she just does all the responsibilities. She works in a jeweler's in the city centre. Mm. And obviously those are, she's told me all these stories about how very basically annoying people can be in the last few days because especially in her and a jailer's coming in, oh, aye, men, aye. men buying last minute shit and everything, not knowing what to get. And also they've sold a lot of their stuff probably by that point by just people who are smart enough to... Uh, to actually shop at a sensible time. Yeah, pretty much. I'll never, I'll never understand that about Christmas, you know, like if you've got Christmas coming up and you generally, you've, you know, if you know the people you're buying for, or your family, or your friends, you know them. Yeah. Buy what you're going to get them. It shouldn't be a hard thing to get them a good gift. Especially, 
in the in this era we're in now where online shopping is probably easier than ever. Like you always think like the town is city centre of Glasgow is still mobbed for the most part when you go into it. Aye. But like still like the percentage of people doing all their Christmas shopping online to avoid all that is still going up. Like I oh. personally if I can help it, I will buy most of, if not all, my gifts online. I mean, you know yourself, the, fucking, the whole concept of the high street is dying. Like, in the space of an hour last year, I bought, I think, two things for my dad and one thing for my brother just by going online on my computer. Mm. And that was most of my Christmas sorted already. I was pretty much the same. I got my mask thing on, 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 on online and I, th- I think I got most of my gifts online. See, what was funny was one of the things I was buying for my brother was a wrestling t-shirt, which was on WWE's website, and the recommendations was the Kane shirt that I now have, <laughs> which I told my mum about, and she went and got it, and I assume in the, in the recommendations, she then also saw the Undertaker shirt that I now have as well. Nice. And I remember opening the Undertaker <laughs> shirt first, and being so blown away because how cool this thing was, but because I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. And all. So, I had a feeling that the Kane shirt would be in there somewhere, but I was still surprised when I opened it. You know, my last two gifts that I thought were really awesome, hmm. well, my last three actually that I thought were really awesome were all clothing items as well. Like, yeah. my brother got me the Drew McIntyre t shirt. I was like, one more recent carrier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know the one that he wears now, like in the grey one, with uh, just the. I asked because I had, I had one back, in, I bought one in, or I got one bought for me in 20 year old back when he was his old one. It was kind of a, kind of a Scotland that's like symbol on it with the words the chosen one down the side of it. That's kind of cool. No, yeah, it doesn't fit. I think I threw it out years ago because it got too tight for me. Ah. Uh, yeah. That curse that beer. Ah, yeah. Or the cider, as it were. It's a cider. It's a cider. It's a bastard. bastard. I knew you were going that way. <laughs> you are coming. No, no. Oh, bastard pinged off this morning when I was trying them on. It's a cider. It's a bastard. You are coming. <laughs> oh, no. But I could even remember his address. <laughs> oh, dear. I remember which eye, which was a wee lassie eye. Prick. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I used to have soup and a cake from a Christmas dinner. I don't know how long that lasted, you know. I was even. I remember I was I was certain before I did it for the first time I wouldn't even like turkey. But I do. Amazing. But I do like it. I don't get people. I do, I, but I end up do I do like it, and now one of the things I look forward to more than most things. Maybe the only thing I look forward to more than this is the presents, but. The second thing I I look forward to most, and I've explained it on this podcast multiple times, mm. is not just eating this Christmas turkey, but getting the leftovers of the turkey on a sandwich <laughs> the very next day. I never need this sandwich. I I am notorious for just going in and eating the meat off the carcass. <laughs> well, we don't have the carcass. We usually just get a big, like turkey joint. Um. I know, and, and well. It, but what's the recommendation saying it feeds more than just the four people that's going to feed it? Anyway, so that we know, there's going to be plenty of leftovers. Even though, in my family, we are greedy bastards. Me and my brother especially. That is a great word. What? Leftovers. <laughs> I, thought you were saying, I thought you were saying greedy. Ah, that's a great word too, but leftovers is a great word. Mm-hmm. Because that's a, that's a great old, I, I know I'm a fat gun, but I want a sandwich. And I know you... <laughs> I know you'll say otherwise, but I have had Derly on a heated up leftover sandwich, and you you may not like the idea, and some of you must have my idea, but I tell you, the Derly mixing in with the gravy that's still on the turkey, it, it works. I tell you, it works. Because, of course, if you're heating up a bit of leftover turkey from Christmas, 
you need to have it with at least a wee bit of gravy still on it. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just dry. You ever had the? Do you know it's an interesting combination? What's the interesting combination? If you make a if you make a piece with leftover turkey, mm-hmm. you shouldn't eat with turkey up or nothing, right? I I I often do that. No, but see if you put a good few bits of turkey on the sandwich cold. And then you put some hot bacon on the sandwich. Oh. Le- I'm, I'm, I'm com- going to remember this and think about the it. The combination of the cold turkey with the hot bacon and just the teensiest little bit of S&P, the salt and pepper. Uh-huh. See, I, know I, I, often, I often don't need to get bacon because you know what we have in my house? I've been here before. My mum usually buys a turkey joint and a ham or gammon joint. And also, and often not my sister, often often contains a combination of both of them on the one sandwich. Mm. So I've got gammon mixing in with the turkey. So I've kind of got a wee bit there, minus the little salt and pepper, everything. But I do often heat heat them up because I feel it's best to heat them up. It's oh no, cold turkey, hot bacon. Mm-hmm. That's the combo. Well, I'll bear this in mind for my later sandwich, and if I enjoy it, I'll let you know. If I if I remember, I might forget. You know me. Well, if you like it, I may copyright it and make millions. <laughs> I've had this weird conversation of food also led us to talk about Christmas when at team recording it's the 30th of September. Yeah, but there's already Christmas decorations in shops now. Yeah. So, fuck it. If we can, if we can advertise it, we can talk about it. But most of the stuff in like retail and everything, I don't know why anyone bothers with Halloween anyway. Because like the, you, the do shops you, don't, the shops don't care about do it. Do you realise what makes our show so unique? Well, the rambling. I we start imagine. out with the preset idea: we're going to do this, and we never, very often, do this. We end up getting into some weird ass tangents. Do you know what I like that about our show? See, that's why I told you what's we'll the catch up show because I knew. If we had another topic we were going to get to, we never, we're never we never going to get to it. <laughs> we won't get to it. Well, we well, we already have. Or we've got the catch of everything. That but, I'm, I'm going to tell you about some stuff that was happening with me. But you know, the way. where were we on the food thing? Well, I was well. I went, we went from crystal McCool turkey and everything, and yeah, I've done, yeah. that, that's led me to tell to you about Christmas. And someone's apparently a fan because there's a margarine going outside outside the window there. So he's having a sing song, <laughs> but. My, uh, my mum, because uh, it was my birthday recently, talking about presents. My mum has been staying to me for my birthday and my Christmas every year for at least the last five years. She's been saying to me, now, and she always preferences it with, I know I say this every year, and she's surprised why I, when I take the piss out of her for saying it. <laughs> because she does say it every year to the point where, like, you don't need to say it, I get it. But she's like, I've, I I mean at this time I've not I've no got you that much, because obviously over the last few years no prizes going up especially mm. this year and everything, and she's like oh, no I've no got you that much and like I didn't actually get that much for my, my birthday but I didn't need that much yeah to be fair I think that's funny because your parents especially will say oh I'm no getting you that much and I've no got you that much and when you're at a certain age you go well that's not a big issue, I'm well, getting something because more often than not. I uh, I don't ask for that much more recently because I don't know what else I for. I think of a few things at least so so I have something to give them so that they can't say I wasn't trying to help. So I gave them a few things and if I think of something very close to the time 
I don't I don't often say it to them because I don't want to add on something last yeah. minute because then I'll go, oh, you're bloody terrible. You just, but yeah, see what you like. Now you say the last thing like two days before or whatever. So if like if I think of them before my birthday, and like I know like oh, that's too close to my birthday, I don't tell them about it because either it's something that I don't need to I don't need right away. I can easily wait to ask for it for my Christmas, or I'm at the point where I've got a job now. I can probably buy it for myself. And also, you've got that third thing where if if you, something you want and it's not a big thing or anything when the chances are you might get money for your birthday, which can then be spent on the thing that you wanted anyway. Oh, yeah, well, you should be through that, but I never was a combination of that and the fact I have, yeah. I have money now. Uh, do you know, I, I'm terrible for birthdays because they always say, like, what do you want? I'm like, nothing really. Yeah. I don't really want any. I don't even, I'm like, because I only think of things like, the only things I think of when it comes to birthday maybe like, maybe I need a few quid so I can put it towards a collection or something. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I say, I say, still, I see it as like, get me a VCR. Uh, get well, me a video player. Well, it becomes a thing as you're getting older, I'm finding that because I'm trying to find stuff I, I want, not stuff I need. Uh, you, you, what, you, don't, I, you don't want to get any like zone of, well, I need socks. Uh, I'm needing socks. Uh, get his socks. <laughs> That's when you I'm, get into the wearing deodorant and sock level. I'm not, I'm not at that point where I'm actually asking for <laughs> socks and deodorant. Doesn't stop me from getting them at Christmas time, but I, I don't ask for them. Is that what you want them. for your birthday? Socks and deodorant. I'd rather not. <laughs> I bought my, I actually bought myself some new socks yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Sports socks. <laughs> no, well, well, technically I bought them in Sports Direct. The sports socks. Maybe. There you go, sports socks. <laughs> two for a pound. <laughs> you just wanted to be able to say two for a pound, didn't you? I did. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm like, I just found myself going like, why am I fighting this? <laughs> but hey, she, my mum is like, and, I, and then now she's, the other day she actually asked me, what do you have for Christmas? I'm like, mum, I don't think about Christmas in any sense either what I'm going to get for people, but I try to ask them what I'm going to get for them, or telling you what I, what, what I'm, what I want until at least the 30th of fucking November. I've got it. I know what you could ask her for. What? It's a legit thing and it will only cost them nothing, I don't think. You could ask her for the greater portion of the leftovers. I could ask for that. <laughs> you could ask for that, you say, give me privileges on the leftovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see? Putting ideas in your mind now. I could have that. I'll probably be told by, if not her, but then by my dad to fuck off. I'm like a motivational speaker here, man. I'm like a mo- motivational therapist. Ask for more food. I don't think a motivational therapist really is technically a thing. You can, have a ther- you can go to a therapist to help give you motivation, but I don't think technically a motivational therapist doesn't really exist. I have heard the term, so I'm going Where, where have you heard this term? Movies. What movies? Ah, <laughs> uh, ones that I have seen in the past. You've, seen, you've probably seen many movies in your time, Paul. Name, name one that you've... Ah, see? Uh, the one that I've seen that quote in. You're, you're just bullshitting now, aren't you? You're just giving vague, bullshitty answers. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. <laughs> no, I'm not. But, yeah, that's the thing. I keep telling this, and I'm like, like, she goes, well, no, I've, no, I genuinely have no going much. I'm like, yes, I know, Mum, I know, because you've been saying that every Christmas and every birthday for the last, at least the last five years. <laughs> and honestly, like, Again, she jokes about, yeah, you know, most of me for not asking for much. 
She's more often than not, I found at times she real she kind of knows what I want at times more than I do. <laughs> T-shirts or shit. So, so, so I've kind of I put more trust in her to know what I want than me. <laughs> but like it's a case of like, mum, I I was just saying this, your mum. I rarely ask for anything to begin with, so you don't need to worry about emphasizing <laughs> that you're not getting me much. Because like actual gifts don't usually go. I still have a stocking by the way, and I'm not ashamed of that. Why should you be? I still have one. I'm nearly forty. Well, I yeah, like I turned my birthday. When I was twenty six. One of my wait, part of the reason I'm saying I'm not ashamed because it's the <laughs> same stocking I've had since I was a child, and it has Thomas the Tank Engine's face on it. There's no shame in that. No yeah. shame. I used to if I sell my my one I had from when I was young, mine had Santa Claus on it sitting on a rocking chair next to a big pile of toys. We can't put my brothers out, even though like he doesn't. Sometimes he stays over on Christmas Eve. And sometimes he comes over on Christmas Day because he doesn't live at home anymore. Does, does he put out milk for Santa? No. Because he should, you know. Right. <laughs> well, my point is, we can't put his stocking out until before he gets there because his has a big bit of stuff bear head on it and now mm. we have a dog. Mm. And the dog will try and get to that thing and rip the head off of it. Oh. So, yeah. We also used to have this wee dance in Mirka that sung Jingle Bells. We can't turn that on or have it around Dexter because, again, Dexter... We'll try and rip it apart. Have you seen my mum's cool Christmas animated ornament she has? Well, I've not been at your mum's house for Christmas, so probably not. Oh, she has a funky thing. It's a Santa Claus, right? Mm-hmm. And if you press a little button, it is sweet. He goes, ho, ho, ho. Seeing as you've been extra good this year, Santa's got an extra special surprise for you. And then he turns around and he moonjee and goes, ha, 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 Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of our Christmas ornaments. <laughs> I doubt anything said I got damaged. I thought you threw it off the balcony. Yes, how we got damaged. Well, damaged it. <laughs> well, that, that's about the level of that Santa, yes. It's a mooning Santa. Like, it sounds like someone Mark Cream would want to get. Yeah. But, with nobody else we that way. It doesn't work anymore. The battery's kind of worn out in it. Exactly. Along with the mirror cut. Well, I think all about the mirror cut is the windows are final about one horse open sleigh. It's net goes back and it stays there and it's holding there like <laughs> and it's fine just watch it's me I'm gonna try neck move back but we also used to have a wee reindeer which used to have his wee lips move and we it used to sing a bit of uh, Slade's Merry Christmas everyone or whatever the song's called and that's the same Slade so yeah. it's on every and, and I used to love that one we used to jokingly call it Robbie the wee reindeer uh, <laughs> it didn't have any when we bought it we just gave it one for shits and giggles no two television. Ornaments slash animatronic ornaments I would like to have is the Dancing Santa from Fraser. <laughs> I would like to have that. And the dead Elvis on the toilet from Chewing the Fat. Because, <laughs> you know, I know you're not supposed to giggle, but my, that made me chuckle. Well, like, you know, we don't go back to what I said earlier about me and Keith at Christmas. Well, I hope I can get to do that again this year. But... There is also the, the thing of Dexter where my mum's not giving me attention for a certain period of time where she's in the kitchen. He just hangs about, kind of wondering, like, what's going on? What's happening? <laughs> what are you two doing in there? Are you giving him attention? You should be giving me. Because, you know, Dark Russell, Russell, especially our one, attention hungry to be bastards. Mm. A lot of the time. But going back to the thing, I was, I was here to talk, some of the things I was here to talk about. Because. Uh, I was watching Russ's Doug, my brother. I went over all and it was the Tuesday and then I was leaving the following week on the Thursday during the mm-hmm. morning because they were coming out the early hours of Thursday morning 
last Wednesday night. Yeah. Because early their their plane back got, and so, I went over on the Tuesday after they'd left, like we're about well they had somebody watching them for like a week or so and then they left her about midday mm-hmm. and I got so I left my home about three o'clock because I had a meeting that finished around that time, so you know hope so they're also hoping that the dogs wouldn't be alone for too long. Yeah. So I went. I had to get two buses over my brother's there off and do. I got off because I didn't know how much food was in the house or how much the the, the friend of Haley's who was staying there I'd eaten in the cupboard and everything the fridge. Yeah. So I went. I got off. I stopped early. Go to the co-op that's near theirs. And I spent twenty four quid that just been paid. I spent twenty four quid on what I refer to as the essentials. Cider, right? Well, no, I went later maybe <laughs> to buy cider. That was on the Friday when I when I first worked for the week. Ah. But I I went along to get the essential, which I which basically fizzy juice, energy drink, and, bas- and basically dinners. I anything that could be grilled or microwaved because I can never figure out how their fucking oven properly works. Ah. I mean, I could probably if I tried, but I could. But be you didn't asked. want to. No, I risk fucking that. But did you get pot noodles? No, I didn't get put in those. See, all you need is a kettle and a fork. So basically I spent like 24 quid on that, sweeties, shit like that, bread and all that crap. And then I was just, because I, I had so much stuff, yeah, I was grabbing some of it into my, my rucksack and some of it into these really thin fucking, papery thin fucking bags that they had that co-op that I suddenly felt the need to explain to the woman behind the counter why I was buying so much stuff and why so much of it was just microwaveable or just junk stuff and then I was joking back forth telling her where oh like I'm watching my brother's dogs and they're getting provisions and joking you know having a wee <coughs> bit of banter with the woman behind the counter mm. and you know I got you know which I really do I really talk that much to people that are serving me because I'm an awkward person I don't know how to make conversation with strangers but I, I got into the conversation I got so into the ah and everything like that I almost walked away before I paid for the stuff. Everyone had to politely remind me that I've not paid for it. Because <laughs> I'm in Glasgow, I went and got a hull. <laughs> oh, prick. Yeah, basically. But yeah, it was fine for the most part watching them. Because, like you said, like, I-, I work from home. And so I was working in the... I was working on my laptop during the day, I could take breaks whenever. And then in the evening I was mainly just watching you know, my brother's telly. <laughs> Luckily he is BT Sport and so he automatically uh, tapes a lot of the Dowie stuff. Because so, the product's been fairly fairly good recently, mm. I was able to just sit there and watch, use his telly to watch full episodes of Raw, Smackdown and even NXT. Which I haven't done in a, a long time. Crazy, yeah. on it? Mm-hmm. Did you see when he was inside his house? Yes. Guy's creepy, man. Well, like, I've, I remember being weirded out by that bit because, like, they mentioned they, they showed him as his kids earlier on the same when, like, that man's been left in the house with the children. Yes. He's the good guy in this feud. What did he do to those children? <laughs> someone, someone, someone figured out what this fucker is all about. <laughs> I heard rumour that people think he's mercifully buttered in this whole scenario. Mm. Yeah, because that whole white rabbit thing. There's got to be something. I mean, they've released T-shirts to the effect. Mm. You know? But, like, 
My right. hair is looking fantastic. It really is. I've, I've seen a lot of people talking about like uh, they think that part of the swinging rabbit thing is is Bray. Like I think for the most, everyone can figure like it's it's clearly Bray. Yeah, it's Bray. But, like a lot of people think that because they put in some clues to try and throw you off and think it was Karen Cross, like the wee hourglass and everything, and also the fact that he actually appeared in that Lucha Underground show playing a character called the White yeah. Rabbit. So. It's, cl- it's clearly Bray, and they just need to stop fucking around and get him back. So then people like had their theory, like you said, that this is a case of he's going to form a group with everybody in the group representing a different one of those puppets. So, mm. like you said, Dexter is Mercy the Buzzard, Karrion is the Rambling Rabbit, mm. Scarlet, who's with him, must clearly be the witch, and if Bronze come back, maybe Bronze Huskus the Pig Boy. <laughs> but again, that's just, <coughs> that's just crazy theories, but... I have heard tale that Extreme Rules next Saturday is the planned, you know... The planned reveal. The reveal of the White Rabbit and everything in. Oh, it's, I hope so. It's probably going to be Bray. I mean, I think a lot of people... Probably it's been hidden for a lot of people like who it is, but there's people with a dowry say, we don't know who it is, but I think a lot of us think it is Bray. So clearly they're do- they're going out of their way to keep it yeah. under rats, even though... To make everyone think, but also keep that little kernel of doubt in everyone's mind. And the the fact that WWE and in particular Triple H is so creative focused now. Yeah. And like the shackles have in, have in essence been removed from a lot yeah. of people. An an uninhibited Bray Wyatt mm. and the WWE that shit. Oh, that's thing, like, money. A lot of people are talking about it. the reason they love it is because it's leaving us. To use our own imagination, figure it out for ourselves, mm. and all this obviously, and based on little clues. And when you think about it, Bray and his firefight funhouse always put in little clues to the intentions of the feed, or like little clues into you know his his, his history and yeah. why he was going after people. So it feels like it's something to be right up Bray's alley. The idea of like not spelling everything out for out for you, just like like just you have to tune in to find out mm. what's next. I wonder. No, if it, I assume this deal because like he was, I heard last I heard tell he was also working on some uh, horror movie. Yeah, and, I heard and, that. Yeah. So I wonder if he's maybe the deal. Like, I want to continue doing this stuff with horror movies out in Hollywood and everything, but you know, he he's working on a deal that allows him to do WWE and you know movies and that. Yeah. Would you imagine he probably would do? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. cool. <laughs> but like I said, my birthday fell on the Sunday, so I I, I got to chill with the dogs for the morning, and then I left them to go over, to go home, get reunited with Dexy for a few hours, mm. uh, and uh, he was happy to see me. I hung out with my mum. I watched the film with my mum. She gave me my presents, and when my dad came in, we got a uh, wee takeaway. What would you have? Uh, we just got pizza. Oh, and then we had a bit of slice of cake. My mum made my cake for me. Ah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Wee chocolate chocolate fudge cake homemade. Nice. And she bought an ice cream as well because you have to have ice cream with chocolate. Ah, you do. Mm-hmm. It's just it's, it's the rules. It was leftover pizza, right? And so what they done was they gave they gave me a tub to put some leftover pizza in. Then my mum also cut me a big bit of cake to take <laughs> back on the road as well. Like take cake. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well as my own and uh so, you know, it was fun, but also, you know, I was trying to enjoy myself being home for a few hours, but also there was a lot of it me that was, like, feeling a tiny bit guilty for leaving the dogs, you right. know? But, you know, I was home, I was back with them for, like, back in nine, so 
you know, through the there to settle the dogs down, let play with them for a little bit, because obviously they're going to have a bit of pent up energy from being in the house by themselves for a little bit at least. But my mum got me a few things, she got me some t-shirts, she got me some fun clothes. Cool. One thing she did, she wrapped something up, I remember feeling shame, like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> I opened it up, she basically got a bunch of my favourite sweeties and Aww. wrapped them up in a wrapping paper, which was kind of cool. That's funky. Yeah. Yeah, but crucially, didn't give me any afterdates because those are a Christmas thing now. Because <laughs> that's the thing, every Christmas I get given afterdates, which I like, but you know. She could have got you munchies, literally non minty equivalent. Or she could have got me the afterdate munchie things, shaped mm. things. They're good. They are good, aren't they? But, uh, yeah, was, I got a, a Spider Man shirt. I got a kind of a Venom esque like, shirt they nice. go along with a Venom kind of Funko that I got. Uh, one Brian would appreciate one of the Funkos I got was a Megatron from the classic Transformers oh, series. Cool. To go along with a Bumblebee and Optimus Prime I already had, which is cool. Rocking. And uh, I got those shirts. I got a, a game which I wanted to. I, I sometimes like playing Lego video games because <laughs> I, it's just fun to smash shit. Yeah. I got this new Star Wars Lego themed game that I wanted. I even got a chance to play a, a wee bit of the first level before uh, before nice. before pizza before pizza got there. So yeah, I, I don't I don't need that much for my birthday. You know, it's just very chill. You know, getting getting the gifts, hanging out with with the family, family getting takeaway and all that. It was it was fun. See, that's always the best thing. It's not the gifts; it's the time with the family. That's the thing I enjoy. And I know that might seem a bit sacrament to people, but god damn it. It's a good sentiment to have. Yeah. Like I said, I feel weird about it because... You know, not like cool. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I felt weird about it because I, I wanted to go home and be there with them for my birthday, but then but we were leaving the dogs, but then I felt weird about it because there were points where I was there, I thought I really should go soon because I need to get back. But then I'm like, I want to stay here and spend time with them. So I, 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 didn't, to, I didn't know where I was going. I wanted to play Lego and eat cake. But I also must take care of the dogs because they are alone. <laughs> Well, I did leave the dogs out a bowl with the dry stuff, some dry food for them, so they, and plenty of water for them, so at least they had stuff. They were fed and watered while I was away. Cool. Because I went, couldn't leave them without that, and then also they've got plenty of toys they can play with. Yeah. Just leave the telly on, leave them a couple of lagers, they'll be fine. <laughs> Last thing I need is a day two of a fucking couple of lagers. Couple of lagers, remote, snooker on, sorted. But like, what makes sound weird is, by like late Monday night into the earlier Tuesday, I got to the point where like, I, I'm fucking sick of this. <laughs> like, I, I just didn't want to be there anymore. Because yeah. like, I, cause, like it started to become very repetitive, get up, well, other than the Saturday, Sunday, but like Saturday I, I did fuck all for the most part. Then I did some editing, which was fine. I could go on base and play the dogs as much as I wanted to. Mm. And other Sunday I had my work to play. Like, the days where... The weekdays where I was like maybe working, I was like doing my work and everything, and I try to find things to give the dogs attention, have lunch, take my lunch break, everything, <laughs> and and then finding time to occupy my evenings other than just. But for the most part, you know they live in Lexington, which as much as they say it isn't, it is pretty much almost middle of nowhere. <laughs> uh, no, if you feel like oh, you just nip out, go to the pub or like. I'm not just nipping out to the fucking pub in a place I don't know. Because mm. then I might, then random people might talk to me and I don't know what to say to them. <laughs> so, like, I'm, basically, I felt like I was kind of shut into the, the house. Yeah. I mean, other than going to 
my mum's. You're under house arrest. Other than going to my mum's, oh yeah, cool, so now, but other than going to my mum's on the Sunday for my birthday, the only other time I really went that far away from the dogs was on the Thursday because I went, I eventually had to get a haircut. Oh. That was my big expression. Then I went and bought some other shopping for the house. I need shopping and a haircut. Mm-hmm. You must fend for yourselves in the interim. Yeah. And then I came back to find that Holly, the smaller dog, up in the bathroom had done a, had just done a perfectly sized shit. Lovely. in the bathroom mat. Lovely. Yeah. I don't to my brother, I said I could tell it was Holly. Why? It was too small to be Ellie's. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, you know, I was worried, but then, so then I got to be worried about leaving the dogs because, you know, I think it was separation that was causing Holly to well, do it inside the house and everything, because obviously, she was missing my brother and that. Mm. So, because as much as they like me, I'm not their actual, you're not their person. I'm not their main human, you know? Yeah, you're not their person. So, but like, so I got to the point where I'm like, oh, I'm just fucking, I'm just done with this. <laughs> By this point, like, like, it's just the same. And, but like, I mean, it's one thing getting into a bit of routine when you're in your own home, but when you're in, you know, someone else's home for the most part, where I try to tidy up after myself and everything, not to make too much of a mess, you know, that, but like, I just felt like I didn't have anything else to do other than, you know, work, do the dogs, eat, watch the telly. And it was fine for a while, but by that point, I'm like, it's been almost a week of this, I'm, I'm done here. <laughs> this might sound sad, but on the Tuesday evening, I just, I just phoned my mum because I wanted to talk to another person. <laughs> Because the only other time I talked to people were going to theirs for, going to theirs for like birthday, birthday thing. and then like being on cut work calls with people from work. Mm. As the only real time I really talked to other people while there because it was just part of me and the dogs. That I mean, sucks. I mean, I went late on the Tuesday, and then it was the following Thursday that I went from America, and that didn't see mom because I was the only for my appointment, so I went to see her before I went from America, and she was giving me hug, and I was kind of, have taken the piss out of her, where her she was hugging me I'm like. Yeah, so go, I missed you and all that, like, yes, it's clearly been a very long 48 hours, hasn't it? <laughs> and, I, and I took the piss out of it, going like, oh, I've been in Lennox Town, not fucking Afghanistan, you don't need to, to miss me all that much. But, you know. She's uh, your ma, she missed you. Yeah, I know. It's your ma's day. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, I was happy just to care. I could came back with my brother and his girlfriend and his fiance because... They were coming over later on Thursday night to the hello and everything for my birthday and that. And I just said to them, like, no, like, you guys come over later on. I'm I'm getting up in the morning and I'm going home because, like, I just I just need to go home. <laughs> Nothing against you guys or anything. I but just, I just need to go home. I just need to go home. <laughs> and I got home and uh, my mum was, like, sleeping or whatever. So I came in quietly and just kind of did, did my work and then chilled. I got. I was happy to be on my own bed again. <laughs> Get you on that one. We had that a lot because I was watching my mum's dog during the week. Well, will be about the week previous, but you know, I don't mind watching Jesse. Jesse's a good dog and everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, and Fire Stick's good when you can find something that works on it. <laughs> you know, I finally watched that bloody uh, Amber Heard film that made her kind of famous. You know, like all the boys love Mandalorian. That horror movie she was in, like, 2006. Never really heard of that. Uh, it was her first, like, big movie she's in. <laughs> and, you know, I'll grant, I'll grant her it, you know, it, for the type of horror movie it was, it wasn't that shite. It wasn't too bad. Mm. 
Yeah. And you know, life imitates art, they say. <laughs> In this movie, she is, you know, the, the fond over, the, you know, the unattainable goal for all the horny American teenage boys, you know. So, and you may be pained by the premise of this, so I'll pre-warn you, okay? So, you ready? You good? Have you opened your can? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, you're prepared now. <laughs> okay. So, and tell me, if, stop me if you've heard this premise about a bazillion times over, right? So Stop. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm she's, she's an attainable, beautiful, blonde chick that all the teenage high school American boys want to fuck, right? Uh-huh. Let's be blunt about Definitely it. I've heard this one before. We all want to fuck her. Aside from all the boys that want to fuck her, she has the little hanger on, you know, the little totally obsessed with her boy, you yeah. know. In real life, he wouldn't get a chance, wouldn't he get his hole in a barrel of fannies, you know what I mean? <laughs> but he, he's like, oh, I love her so much and I understand her and all, like, oh, and you know the shite. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, she goes to a pool party. All the horny teenage boys are there, and then we, a wee creepy horny pal convinces one of them to jump off a roof to try and impress her. You know, try to jump into a pool, but he's pissed and he fucks himself up and dies, so, you know. But then the next, the next holidays come up, the next year comes up, and all the boys still want to shag her. So they convince, they convince her to come with them to, like, Oh, one of them, one of them was Lair's cousin's ranch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So, of course, she comes to the ranch and they're all going like, oh, I'm going to, I'll be the one shagging her first. Mm-hmm. And they all try the moves on her and then one by one, lo and behold, they all start getting killed off. You know. And wouldn't you, wouldn't you but just know it, it's a wee horny one, it's a wee toady, you know, the wee... Uh-huh. Obsessive, and then when he's killed off all them, wouldn't you know it? We had a suicide pact, hmm. which she doesn't bother honouring. Yeah. she gets him to kill his solo, and then he's all pissy about it. And it, so she battles his melt in with a big stick, <laughs> and then she goes off looking great, totally innocent at all, even though she stabbed one of them herself. You know what I mean? Just at a sake of fuck it I'm involved in this day so she comes out smelling her roses everybody's dead you know and my very garbled point here is it's interesting that that scenario she tried to play out in the real world didn't quite work for her did it did she get any point in maybe shitting someone's bed no she didn't do that no no She just sits around most of the movie looking all blonde. Oh, look at me, I'm pretty. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have a lot of lines that I remember. And the lines that I do remember are not very good. Yeah, yeah you were watching that while you were staying at your, your mum's. You oh, yeah, yeah, but while you talk about like you were staying there and missing your bed and you're holding all that. Well, I, sat, I watched that movie mm-hmm. and was watching the dog and, you know, copious amounts of YouTube. Uh-huh. You know. But my mum had all, when she went away on her holidays, she was like, I made up the bed for you everything in school. Bed's lovely, bed's really comfy in fact, but just listen to beat getting back to your own, uh, you know, your own bed. 
It's weird you say that because, like, you were far closer to your own bed than I was. Oh, I know, I know, but it's just that way. It doesn't matter if you're closer. Oh, uh, I'll keep up the game before it fizzes everyone. <laughs> like a pro. Oh, hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Hell, cheers to you. Cheers to you, man. Thank you for the cans. You're welcome. And later on, I'll need to show you more of those classic vintage TV advertisements. There is, there is nothing in my, well, for me personally, there is nothing more joyous and a little bit cool and nostalgic than watching old adverts. <laughs> really cool. I'm very into the old Bisto one. Uh-huh. You know, with the family and they're all cooking and shit and they're like, ah, Bisto. You're like, yeah, dinner. <laughs> <laughs> when, I was, when I was going on my, my holiday... I was getting ready to go. I came up to see you on the Friday after. Huzzah! Like, <laughs> there was a reason I weren't getting pissed and all that. <coughs> and I, I went away on the, the Monday. We were a bit touch and go as to whether or not we could get the train on the Monday or if it would be run because, you know, Queen's funeral and, and all that. Like, my mum was so upset. My mum's more into me like the royal family than I am, right? A bit belated, but R.I.P. Queenie, you yeah, know. Yeah. This is our first opportunity in the show and I... I Suppose it's my thing. Don't know if you you thought the queen was cool, you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't think all the royal is she. I just thought she was a cool chick. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I said to Carl, we had work on a show recently, Rogue Bains, and we talked about it. Like, because me and him hadn't recorded a while, and we talked about it, like we had. Think of all the things that have happened. We've lost a queen and gained a king in the time we were joking. <laughs> mm. I went, uh, I said, like, I'm not a hardcore royal. I'm like, okay, whenever there's an event like this, like. <laughs> Where they'd camp out, or I wasn't somebody who, felt, if it was near me, would line up to do the whole coffee yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But I'm also not one of these on the other end, the anti, very oh, anti-monarch. No. Some, some of that stuff was quite, quite, quite bad. I thought, you know, I was, I was, I was unimpressed because I, I, my opinion on a person is regardless of what they've been in life. When somebody passes, you have respect. Yeah, it's okay. a simple thing, you know. Yeah, like I say, because as horrible as you may or whatever you think of that person, there are going to be people in their life who are close to them who will be sad at that time, so, mm. you know, kind of have a respect and everything, but also, like, no matter what they've done, like, if you're celebrating the death of a 90-year-old person, then yeah. have a look at yourself in the mirror, maybe. A 96-year-old fucking World War II mechanic, mm. let's not forget, she was an army chick, man. <laughs> There's this clip going about, oh, he's put bits of old footage of the Queen being shown on TV since she died and there was one that my mum and dad showed me which made a laugh is the Queen getting excited running with her binoculars because the horse that she's I think maybe a bed order she owns is doing well on a race and she's getting all excited <laughs> oh look at the horse <laughs> I like the one we filmed there no long before she passed and she was in cutting a cake uh-huh. and it was a cake with a design of a penny on the front of it and it was upside down to her right yeah. and she went she went to go, what's it, what's it running around my phone? She was like, oh, well, they had the, and she was pointing to the press people, so, oh, well, they have to see it too. And she went, oh, it's all about them, isn't it? I feel like all the things about her and, like, Prince Charles, I feel like things about him from William Regal, mm. who, who said out to be playing respect to the Queen and everything. Uh, then he, an hour later, he put a joke out on Twitter saying, is it too early to wonder how they're going to fit Charles's ears on the stamps? <laughs> and then he tells about making that joke on, on his podcast, and then he said, he, I had this other joke years ago, he said, remember Prince Charles had to go and open a, a shelter somewhere in, in 
Middlesbrough. Because that's all you do as a royal, you, you, you open things. <laughs> and I feel a need to do my impression of William Regal, as I say. <laughs> as you know, it's your royal duties. And so he gets out the car in Middlesbrough, and he's got this big fox out on his head, very, very, very detailed, he's got the tail hanging down, very detailed. Like, very, fox, very elaborate. Yes, fox out. And uh, his bodyguards come up to him and he says, uh, Royal Highness, uh, why, why are you wearing that, huh? Well, I was I was talking to Mother today, and I told her Mother I'm going to open a shelter in Millsburg, and she said, "Where the fuck's that?" That's childish. Funny though. Funny, but childish. <laughs> all the same, but sometimes jokes are funny because they're so childish. You wouldn't catch me telling a childish joke. Oh no, well, <laughs> but like the point, um, I think of mentioning the Queen and everything was my mum is more into the royal kind of thing is, than I am. Yeah. And so she watched in the morning when we were getting ready to go, she watched a bit of the stuff about the Queen's funeral. And she spent most of the train up there on her phone watching stuff about the Queen's funeral. And then once we got settled into a wee like chalet, which while we're staying at the same wee place that does caravans and like chalet mm. and everything, where you can bring your own food into as we did last time we were in Abbeymore. Right, so it's the same place. But one thing we weren't expecting, and we didn't ask them for, we just booked in. We don't, you don't know what when you go until you get there. They put us in the exact same one we went to when we were at that same place three <laughs> years ago. Which was fine by me. At least I know where everything is, for the most part, you know? Mm. And so, once we get all settled in and everything, my mum turns to tell you on and watches, because <laughs> it's a fucking all-day thing. Mm. They really... Well, when an event like this, I know there was a lot going on, like, oh, he's, the coffin's gone this place, the coffin's gone here. There's all these people lined up and all that, like, the news really yeah, went, stretched the arse out of that one. Oh, he did. But you think about it, right? I know it's a big event now, the, the death of Mark, especially one. No, but you, like you think about it, in this day and age, not only are we living in a time where we've seen the death of a monarch, we'll see the coronation of a monarch, too. Not a lot of people can say they have that in their lifetime, so that's a pretty cool thing. That's the thing, fucking... I know we, a lot of people have been saying that about almost every year the last year, especially like with the pandemic the last couple of years. But, like, 2022... has been insane. What a fucking year. You see, Death of Monarch, Charles is finally on the throne, Vince McMahon has stepped down. So two... WWE's good again, but, there's a war going on in wrestling. WWE... Anyway, Vince and the Queen, for different reasons, you never... You knew eventually they would both leave their position, but you never knew... You would live through it. Aye. <laughs> I mean, Vince... Well, we're more talking about Vince than once he did it while he was still alive. Many people thought he'd be like the Queen. People, other people were soon control once he has passed on, but no, he has been forced out because he's a dirty bastard. I could I could have seen Vince being like Nixon in Futurama, head in a jar <laughs> style, you know what I mean? Kev, Kevin Dunn is just pres- like... Assistant Agnew. <laughs> no, that's John Laurinaitis. Uh, yeah, He's Agnew. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. When I, when I got to Aviemore, right, we, we settled in, we were going, my dad and I were going to go grab some shopping and that. Yeah. And that we needed. And it's a case of because all these pieces were shut, there was a Tesco along the road that was shut. So we went to this MS gas shop and a service station that was still open. And it was a case of basically. See what we can get in here. If we can get in here, then 
Well, we fuck can, it. Well, fuck it, we can't get to the water then, basically. <laughs> we get mace and stuff, but a lot of the shells were kind of bare, because, like, there were people coming in by the clue, because other shots were shit, and they hadn't bothered to go in other shots, but... People buying stuff because the new shots were going to be shut the day of the Queen's funeral. Like, you think people were stocking up for a fucking blizzard, you know? <laughs> and as there is to do it, I mean, more, there's very little to do really. We During the day, we walk. We walk and try to walk all the energy out of our very enthusiastic Jack Russell that we've got. <laughs> but the day, the Wednesday, we did 20,000. I mean, when we got back, I hadn't done 20,000, but there was a so we need stuff for the shot, so I offered to go because that would get me over 20,000 because I was like, I don't know how many other opportunities I'll have to go over 20,000 in a single day again. So I went and got it because I've never done 20,000 in the one day. And so, like, on Wednesday we did 20,000 and we went, we went in this path called, I think it was called the Orbital Path or the Orbital Lane or whatever. Mm. We were in the back of this hotel and you keep following this long path and it kind of goes around in a circle. So the, this hotel was on like near on one side of the like main train station, right? And eventually, when we followed the whole path and everything, made sure we were going the right way. We walked the the entire walk of the circle, and it's like five miles. We walked, and so we came out of it, and then eventually figured out where we were. When we got to the end of it, we came out. We were on the opposite side of the train station. Jesus! So it was a long fucking walk. Like, and the like, path, you keep following it, but there are parts where it gets very narrow, and there's like fucking over bits of bushes and everything, like leaning over into the path that you can scoot over. It's that narrow that there are times where I'm like, may as well just walk through the fucking bushes and be, <laughs> you'd be better off with it. But yeah, it was, it was kind of tired in at points. We had, we brought food with us and everything, we brought water for both us and the dog. <laughs> yeah. But like, like I said, we, we didn't eat all of our food, so we just realised how, how close we were to like the cabin and everything, cause, uh, or Shelley, obviously, because mm-hmm. we realised, like, we go through there, you come out near the hotel, because we follow that path, and we just came to the train station, and it's like a five or so minute walk from the back by the train station to where we were staying. So we basically just got for sandwiches, most of our sandwiches done once we got back, because Dexter usually mentioned that when you got food, he laid up on the on the blanket on the couch, he was too knackered to admit, you just lie in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when you can get a drug that's a lot of energy but you take him on a long walk where you're, it tests even him because mm. I've learned apparently with dogs especially dogs like him that it's not just the length of walk that uh, that knackers them out it's letting them sniff as much as possible that tires them out <laughs> because you know apparently that releases a, like a certain endorphins in the uh, the dog's brain when they're smelling new things so the more they sniff, the more that's released, and the more that's released, then at the end of it, the more tired they will they'll be. Crazy. So if you do, if you end up like pulling them along and not letting them sniff enough, you know what? That leaves them with too much anxious energy, and like if you bring your dog back from walking, wondering why they're not settling down, that might be the reason why. Hmm. Probably one of these got a dog out there, you know. Okay, I didn't look for the fact. I kind of stumbled upon it. And now you are being helpful to all dog owners and passing on the handy info. Oh yeah, you know, you learn something new every day. Every day is a school day. It is. It is. I'm learning new things all the time. Yes, you are. Yes, I am. I'm uh, not often remembering a lot of them, but I, I'm learning them. It was uh, an annoying part of the holiday for me, and I feel bad about it now, because I'll put it as... Is I, it because you didn't give me a souvenir? 
Well, no, Arthur, I didn't think to bring you back to your ball. See, that's, that's why you feel bad. Well, I brought you back a giant fucking tankard from, from Berlin. So you can forgive me not bringing you back them from fucking Aviemore. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down and shut up. <laughs> so. Ooh. <laughs> so, ooh. Yeah, Ooh. Like, I'll admit, looking back on it, I know I was in the wrong year. But. Always the best way to start a story, isn't it? Yes, you should have got me a souvenir. You were in the wrong. No, no, I'm not talking about it. I'm talking about something else. I know, I know. <laughs> so, what happened was, it was on the way, so we had to apparently take it out by half eleven. But the fact, even though I thought it was half, it was half past three, it was 25 to five was the time of our train home. So basically, I was a bit annoyed because I, by that point, wanted to go home and, like, there's literally nothing else to do but walk or look in shops and have more, and I really didn't, at that point, feel like doing either. Yeah, you had you had walked enough and seen all the shops. Well, not, you know, so I just didn't really want to go in the shops because there's far too many of these. If it's not a tourist shop or if it's not a tourist shop and along this particular stretch and have more, it's shops that basically specialise. There's at least three or four of them. And selling, you know, waterproof jackets, boots, basically stuff for going walking in the Cairngorm, which surround Aviemore, which is part of the reason we're out there because we got to go through the Cairngorm on one of the days. But like, uh, there's like basically it's, it's hill walking and basically hiking equipment and basically get stuff you wear for going out in big treks outdoors, right? Mm. Which is basically what a lot of people go to Aviemore for. Like, you look at all these shops that specialise in selling that stuff, and like. How how much but but much business do you do? Because a sensible person who's come down more to do those things goes to one of these shops in the place that they're at, they live before they even fucking come here. Like who comes to Aviemore without any proper and wants to go to Kerry without any proper shoes or waterproofs or any of that shit? Like you, I imagine you, only a small percentage of the people who go to Aviemore actually need to use the shop because somehow it's not the mind to bring the proper fucking equipment. Do you know? I imagine that Aviemore would be quite an expensive place to actually, you know, call home, like, don't live in. But, honestly, if I had that kind of, you know, available monies, that's the, that's the kind of place I could quite happily call home, you know? How so? Well, you know, kind of mountainous, you know, mm-hmm. wilderness, out of the way kind of thing, you know? I had to keep a hold on Dexter because uh, the route path we got through from our thing to go past some uh, cabins and past the hotel, this big hotel resort called the McDonald's Hotel up in Aviemore, right? Did they sell McDonald's? No, they didn't, but it was called the <laughs> McDonald's Hotel. And there was this big, big grass, all these grassy parts of the fields where you can walk the dog on. But those areas are rife with fucking rabbits. Rabbits! So you had to hold on to Dexter because if he clocked one, he was fucking whacking it. You still don't get one. I'd rather not. That'd, that'd have been fun for him on the holiday. Right, but what the fuck are we going to do with this rabbit? You, you you clean it and you cook it and you eat it. No, I'm not going to clean and cook and eat our fucking rabbit. My granddad did. Well, I was waiting for him, but there's them. We, we briefly saw a red squirrel. Avonmore's the only place in Scotland I've ever actually seen a red squirrel. Yeah? Yeah. Was but it that, cool? It was cool, though. Yeah. Are, they, are they our ones? 
Yeah, they're the Scottish kind of ones. I think America was where the Grey Squirrel originally <laughs> came from, was it not? Oh, man, they're funny wee things to see. Like, you see when, see when you're, like, I was walking to the health centre the other day. Mm. And I was walking into that wee bit you walk into to get into the health centre. And just as I was caught crossing the grass, I seen this little corner of my eye, this little thing dart under one of the cars. I was like, what was that? And then it came running out from under the car. It was a grey squirrel, right? But it, see the way, way wee things kind of runny bounce and bouncy run? Runny yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bounce and bouncy run. Runny bounce you and bouncy run. Yeah. yeah, but my God, it looked like a little little cotton ball jumping around, you know? And he was like... <laughs> and he was like, ping, and he was gone. And I thought, cool, squirrel. Yeah, I'm high. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was a cool squirrel. <laughs> but basically, my point in my story, right, why I felt bad, because, so by that point, and then I've suddenly noticed a bit somewhere and the heels coming off them, so there's a big hole in the side to them, so I don't feel kind of walking around in them. But like, I left these shoes I'm wearing now, the New Balance ones, in my case that we'd left at the hotel. We leave the case to reception, we're going to come back for them when it was time to go for the train. And these are your new balances, and they were in the case. So we went, I didn't know there was a hole in the fucking side of my boots though. So I go walking, I'm annoyed to that, and then I can't be arsed doing any more walking or anything. And I know it, I know it's going to make the time feel like, feel longer than it actually is. And so I tried, as much as I tried not to have what I had, my face was definitely like just fed up. You know, I looked like I was definitely in a mood and everything. Mm. I was a bit snippy, even though I tried not to be. So for the first couple of hours, at least, I was not good company to be around. Because my mum kept trying to offer me, like, you say, oh, there's these shoes for this. I'm like, I don't need to buy new shoes right now. I just need, I'm buying new shoes until I can get the cases. I can change into my other shoes. I don't want new shoes right now. <laughs> I'll buy new shoes when I get paid. Mm. I kept saying, um, no, but I cheered up by, like, by, like, about the midday point. I think my mum was just tired. She wanted to go home as well. I think Dexter, he, he struggled to settle on the first train we went to because it was about noon we got that train because yeah. he didn't know what was going on. But, but by the time we got into that train, we'd been walking all week. He pretty much settled and slept for the majority of the trip. I mean, he settled, he didn't sleep the whole time because every so often, you know, the bus would stop, people would move a bit or there'd be an announcement or whatever. But yeah. he pretty much settled on my mum's kind of lap for the majority of the train home. And then I got, instead of going home though, I got nipped up to Buchanan Street to go at my brother's house and stayed there until Sunday because uh, on the Friday he and I stayed up and watched uh, Victory Road. Cool. See what he did up. He was kind of fading around about the time of the women's match coming on because he was a bit tired because like, he, he'd been walking that day and obviously travelling and the week I'd had I was a bit tired as well. So we were like, okay, let's... We came back to it when we were having lunch. The next day we watched the final two, <laughs> final two matches. So they're having a sandwich while watching the big and triple third Balf Warrior match, watching <laughs> fucking Steve Macklin bleeding so much his fucking face paint comes off. That was kind of cool. It was cool though. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. And that, that, other than that, me and him were just basically watching some TV and all that. I don't know if you've watched it, but me and my mom have been getting into it the last, few, last couple of days. Yuchi and I have been watching that Jeffrey Dahmer I've series. been watching that. Yeah. I'm very into that. I think I'm on episode five or six right now. I just finished episode four. Just I won't say don't you say nothing to me and I won't say nothing to you because 
I won't know for definite where I am until I go into my Netflix and I yeah. see how many I'm down. But my God, it's good. Do you know what it took me until it mentioned it on Facebook to realise that it was the guy from American Horror Story? Yeah, Evan Pierce. Yeah, I was like, holy fuck, that's him. And right. it, it was like, see once you hear his name and then you look, you're like, fuck, like, obviously it's him, but my God, he's good in it. Uh-huh. And he's fucking sick, man. <laughs> he's really fucked up in the head. Right. You know? Looking good though, isn't he? <laughs> oh, like, oh, aye, aye. Aye. Like, aye. I was annoyed, man, when he killed that bloody hitchhiker for going to the gig. He was good looking, man. <laughs> fucking. That's only why he picked him up, that's why he fucking. I know, but you know, he didn't have to go and, and whack him with a napper with a weight or something. That's a bit much, you know. <laughs> no, it's funny, Ryan Murphy, I think, is the guy who is the showrunner. He was the guy behind American Horror yeah, Story. Yeah. But what's funny, I, I joked with my mom about this, like, before American Horror Story, this guy, I think he may have only done the first couple of seasons of it, but, and I don't, because I don't have for the full run of it, but he was initially the main guy behind Glee as well, before he did American Horror Story. Fuck, really? Aye. So I like, but Glee is shite. I don't know, just like, but I think about that though, like how great Gulf and all upbeat fucking Glee's mate is, and I think, this guy did that, and then went on to this fucking Dahmer. TV I know, show. Glee is so upbeat and bright and suicides and paedophiles in the cast. Hmm. Well, on the show, there's no paedophiles in that in the show. I mean, there may have been, I thought, watching after season three. You watched it? I watched it for a bit. Hey! Wait, <laughs> actually, it might not have been all of seasons yet, but I think I tuned it midway through season. One of them actually died halfway through, yeah. I think. I thought was that Cody Monteith. Hey. He was he was, a, he was a drug overdose. Fair enough. I don't want to really talk about it, but I was just oh, I was just talking about the fact that he that was also his thing. But like, try and think, try and keep that in mind. Really, all really fuck with your perceptive. It like the guy who produced Glee did this show. Yeah, he doesn't. I don't think he's directing the episodes, but he's like the main producer and like writer behind the show. And everything. I mean, I say writer. He's basically transcribing. This is shit that actually happened, and now we're showcasing it to you. Yeah. But I think someone at Netflix has gotten really into Jeffrey Dahmer because you know those uh, documentaries they've done, like the like, tapes, the conversation yeah, with Kelly. Yeah, yeah. They did one on Bundy, they did one on John Wayne Gacy. They did one on Dennis Nelson. No, 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 I'm talking about the Netflix ones. No, that's one Netflix on. still have done a Dennis Nelson. Have they? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm talking, well, I don't think it's the same one because like, the, the ones. The Nelson that, tapes. Well, well, it's not the same one because they know they did the Bundy tapes and then the same people did the John Wayne Gacy one. And now they're doing one on Jeffrey Dahmer that comes out in a little bit. Cool. I think it's something next week, actually. So I think it's a case of you can watch the Netflix series and then watch this documentary to see just how accurate the TV show was. Mm. So somebody at Netflix really got really into uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Well, if you look at Netflix across the board, it's mostly serial killer shit. And I'm weirdly fascinated by documentaries about serial killers oh me too I, I find them if I, some of them I don't watch well because some of them are a wee bit too much even for me yeah there are a few there but, you know, but uh, so uh, Death Nelson, did you see the TV show that you did about him with David Tennant playing him who's uh, that Dennis uh, Nielsen they did that show Dead that was a no, big part I've never one. seen that David Tennant playing him like he, he really looks a bit they made him up to look a bit like him I've never seen that I've never did yeah. It's weird because the most shows I see him and he doesn't overly emphasise how Scottish he is, but playing Death Nielsen, you see him with kind of a different style of a Scottish accent than you used to hear in David Tennant. Ah, well, Dennis Nielsen was really 
Scottish, oh, yeah. and he worked in the job centre. Mm-hmm. Like the like the people to call him Des. Mm-hmm. I think it's based on a book that a journalist wrote about him, and the journalist visited him a couple times, and the journalist is a character in this show, and also it shows him meeting him, and there's even a scene to work in the last episode where he's talking to Dennis Nielsen about the book. Everything in Des is one of about the title of it. it goes, oh, it should be called Des. It's about me, and then the journalist has to basically say, "I'm like, no, it's not about you. It's about showing the shit that you did, and like, mm. and about it's about the families of the people you killed and all that shit." You yeah. never cared about that, though. No, I didn't. He basically just sat down and just told the police everything for the most part, mm. and then and then still pleaded not guilty for some reason. This has gotten really dark. Oh, but like, I'm just talking about TV shows and that, like. And if you're in the serial killers and stuff, then you might be interested in this kind of subject matter. I know, it's, uh, I'm into it, but it's still a dark conversation. Yeah, I know that, yeah. I know. These people, like, for what of a better work, were freaks. For the most part, yeah. <laughs> you know, these people were freaks in the head. Mm-hmm. Do you know, I, I'll tell you an example, right? You know that one uh, fucking uh, Gacy? Yeah, John Wayne Gacy. John Wayne Gacy, right. You know how his whole clown thing yeah, yeah. The clown. Yeah. do you know actual clowns have come out and said that see the way he painted his paint it was the wrong way because you know clowns that are normal you mm-hmm. know happy friendly child child pleasing <laughs> you know birthday party clowns you know they paint their smiles with a rounded edge mm-hmm. you know because that's friendly and big and hey Gacy painted his clown smile with a pointed edge, it's which weird. signifies, you know, mean. It's weird how much more sinister seeing clips of him with a, in a clown, in clown makeup look, knowing what he did. Because mm. clowns, clowns for most people are creepy at the best of times. I like clowns. I know, but some people are finding them creepy, I'm just saying. I, I haven't found clowns creepy since when seeing clown posse were into wrestling. <laughs> yeah. There was a time that Mike Awesome powerbomb while I'm on a bus and they started sliding. Mike Awesome, you can see him trying desperately to stop them from falling off <laughs> the bus, but he, he fails and the guy slowly but surely slides off and hurts himself Ooh. falling off the bus. Not, not drastically, but you know, you know, he just slowly but surely just slides off <laughs> the side of a bus. This is about Mike Awesome was militant, 70s guy. Oh. What a shit that was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we had a proper direction for this show, but I think the way we've been going now, I think it's a clear indication we need to wrap this. I think we do, we because, you know, you're you're rambling, I'm high. You're I'm mention- rambling. You're mentioning Mike Awesome, and I'm thinking the only thing that leads me in the thought process is that Vince Russo's a cunt monkey. Mm. You know, I, do you know what? There's a small rant for the end there. I've been reading a lot of his recent, you know, Claims and commentary. That guy is such an a hole, Vince Russell. He is such an a hole. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not surprised Jim Cornette wants to kick his ass for him. <laughs> you know, I mean Jim Cornette may be a bit you know abrasive to some people, but at least he's not a bullshitter like that asshole. Mm. And it was out. That's where it was. He annoyed me. It was on the damn. Uh, that dark side of the ring, Montreal screw job, claiming he was a hundred percent responsible for the idea to screw Brett, and everyone else on the video is going like, 
Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you did that, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. yeah everything, anything from the era he was around that was somewhat successful, Vince Russo liked to come out and say yeah. it was 100% his, his thing. I, I personally actually heard it was Triple H, but said it offhandedly. Well, Triple H said it, but then John Cornette has also talked about yeah. giving some input into it. There's a lot of people involved in that kind of shit, you know? The only one who wasn't involved was Brett. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, the, well, that's important for an actual screwdriver. The guy you're screwing knows about it. It's not really a screwdriver, is it? No. Because if Brett knew about it, he would have kicked Sean and probably Vince's head in. Didn't he do that Vince's... afterwards anyway to Vince, at least? Well, he punched him in the face, eh? Yeah. <laughs> There's a little bit where he said, like, if he's here when I get changed, I'm hitting him. I just the idea of Vince sitting there while, while, while and as the story say, Brett's walking about, just tackle, just flailing out as he's getting changed. <laughs> and Vince is just sitting there, just watching this nigga there who may or may not try and punch him. Maybe he thought, well, I'll get a look at him first, at least if he's going to punch me, you know what I mean? Because we all know he was a bit funny that way. Well, there are rumours about Vince, yeah. yeah. So maybe he just wanted to get a good eyeful before he gets face punched in. <laughs> Yeah, well that's definitely the way to go out the holy show. But yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this little catch up podcast, me and Paul. It's been so odd. Yeah. <laughs> but very on brand for you and I, I think. Yeah, we talked a lot about food, food. again. I like when we talk about yeah, food. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to try that cold turkey and hot bacon thing. Probably. You should. With the S and the P, man. <laughs> but. But. Thank you for guys for thank you guys for tuning in to the show. We'll be back next week for a brief uh impact slash wrestling related show, but general wrestling that is as well as impact. So we're talking looking ahead to to Ben for going give him some quick predictions for her. Uh, I believe the following week we're gonna maybe try and give a little review of Impact Wrestling Boom for Glory mm. and we hope that many things will have happened. But also that weekend is uh if Extreme Rules for the White Rabbit will allegedly be revealed if it's who we hope it is, I'm sure Paul will have many, many things to say about I that. I will, I will. Mm. I will. It's weird that it's weird that, that Friday where Impact is having Beverly Glory's also got a SmackDown on, which has got a Gunther Sheamus rematch the IC title. AEW's got mm. their show on that night. So it's a very crowded Friday that very that, crowded Friday, but that is what we like in the world of wrestling. Yeah. You know. Like, there is options for everyone. Mm-hmm. And so there should be. So there should be. And we're going to talk about all those options and all sorts of other wrestling stuff. And we'll hopefully return to all the usual content after we've done the vampire, like Frasier or classic in-your-house stuff. More food. Yeah. We had a couple of retrospectives and reviews that we want to do that we're going to get into uh, in the coming weeks yeah, after you, for Glory. Do you know, funnily enough, in regards to our eclectic escapades, we could technically cover Silence of the Lambs because Dan Butler's in that. Yeah. You know. There's a lot of real-life studio colours being used as influences in that movie as well to be talked about. Yeah. If you're into that kind of thing. But we hope you enjoyed it and please make sure you follow us at SP Rambling on Twitter. Follow Rogue Opinion which features us and the other show that we do uh, the Rogue Retro Smackdown review at Rogue underscore Opinion. Get me at Scott and follow us. Like Scott Paul Rambling Podcast's Facebook page Facebook.com forward slash Ramblin Podcast slash. and find us on any good Android podcast and say you get your podcast Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcast, Podbean, where you choose to get your podcast. We are there as is Rogue Fans and the Rogue Just Magic Review, as I said, 
we do that so we are there we're hopefully going to have another episode for you in the next week or so mm-hmm. as we're out on the road to, to I almost said Victory Road but no it's fully loaded fully 2000, loaded 2000 which is what I wanted to say but yes until next time this is from Scott and Paul and from Paul and Scott thank you for listening and maybe you should try cold turkey and warm bacon let us know what you think in about three months time when you have it anyway Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Oh, my. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegs. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those toss salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. What is a boy to do? Frazier has left the building.